Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Friends and happy Monday. If you are watching this on a Monday, or maybe it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, maybe it's Flubble Sticks Day because you're watching this so far in the future. We invented a brand new 24 hour period. I mean, don't say you don't think it's going to happen because nobody knows. And that's right, you're also on the floor. She's like, oh my gosh, they're doing impact ups and downs because, of course, we have just had Slammiversary. And as I told you, when there is interest there and people promise to watch it, we will do it. So don't let me down. And talking to downs, let's up those downs. That's terrible. The Slammiversary 2022. I mean, if you have been a TNA slash Impact Wrestling fan for the last 20 years, the opening video for this show would have made you feel all warm and fuzzy in your tum-tum. Somebody just sat down and basically wrote a love letter to the promotion and they sent it and somebody plastered it on the big screen. It really did underline what a success story it has been because again, it's been going for two decades and there were so many times where reporters were like, that's it, Impact TNA is done, it's never going to come back, but it keeps on chipping away and I say long may it continue to the point Flubble Sticks is here. That should have been the way to it meant that our first match was going to be the ultimate X stipulation. And when you sit down and think about it, and you should do this, it's probably the best match that TNA ever came up with, which is why we wanted to kick things off with a bang. It also featured Ace Austin, Alex Zane, Andrew Everett, Trey Miguel, Speedball, Mike Bailey, and Kenny King. <laughs> and all of them went absolutely crazy. The X Division title was on the line because of course it was, and as you probably expected, they went, you do a move, I'll do a move, he do a move. Everybody does a move, walla walla bing bang, smash me up the side. Everett also got the first blow in because he did this ridiculous corkscrew. But I tell you, this was just happening all over the place. And of course, in a couple of minutes, everyone went, oh yeah, we're meant to be climbing these cables. That's what they went and did. Speedball then fell like he was the specter of death trying to take on everybody out. And this is when we had a top rope Canadian destroyer. I was like, this is the first few minutes of the match so what the hell are we going to do next? And of course, as ever, people were like, let's go back up. The small part of me was like, please don't. It's also when Bailey flew in with a Hurricane Rana onto Andrew to stop him grabbing the championship. Like, that's a normal thing to do. And I'm sorry, 
but it's not. We then teased that everybody was almost going to get this championship, although you know what we do in wrestling, because it wasn't booked to happen at that exact moment. You kind of just stroke it instead, which is when, of all people, Speedball knocked everybody down like he was playing chess, and he came across and he climbed across, and I said, is Bailey actually going to do it? He grabbed the exhibition title, he celebrated with it, he is your new champ, and there's no two ways about it. He absolutely deserves this. Go through his 2022 matches. He doesn't have a bad one. You could put him in there with a beanbag and we'd all walk around going, oh man, that beanbag, one day he's going to wrestle WrestleMania. He's going to wrestle... Re- headline. Headline WrestleMania. The point is, this was a fantastic opening match. It is getting it up. Two quick moments to remember Bob Ryder here as well, who was pivotal for getting TNA off the ground and keeping it going for so long. So that was nice. And we went backstage... And there was Scott Demore. He was hanging out with the Impact Originals as we started to tease who the fifth man was going to be. And we will find that out later. We also got a video from Sting who was all like, oh man, I love TNA. It was so great. I'm just going to spoil this for you now. Throughout the evening, we also got these from Kurt Angle and AJ Styles who said, yeah, WWE let me do this because they understood how important this was to me. And this was such a cool and nice touch because those three guys were just you know, ingrained in the TNA spirit, and maybe without them it wouldn't have gone as long as it had. So I'm glad this happened. <laughs> the bit and door, smash it open again. And it was then time to decide who would be the knockout tag team champions because it was Rosemary and Kaya Valkyrie taking on the influence. Both teams have really come into their own after the last few months, and it started with Madison Rain and Kaya facing off against each other because, of course, they're both strong people. However, the really good thing here is that eventually our champions, the influence, were working together and they were doing quick tags. And you should always do that in your tag team match because then you know who the best are. Rosemary took most of this beating, which means eventually Ty got the hot tag and she got in there and hit a blue thunderbomb for a near fall. But then we had that weird thing when Rosemary tagged herself back in. I was like, Rose, what are you doing? You just got beaten up for ages. Maybe you need a little bit of a break. This also didn't go well at all because when she was going for a spear, surprise, surprise, Tinil Dashwood popped up. Ha <laughs> ha. And she drop kicked her mid-run. Probably because her brain wasn't working. Because once again, she had been murked. That got broken up when everybody fell into a big pile. And this was the tag and hit. Ha. Ah, and everybody was doing their big moves. But in this fracas, our champions actually collided with each other. Which allowed Valkyrie and Rosemary to do double spears. That was a pretty good deal for. This then also led to our challengers having a moment. It's like, man, why could nobody coexist? Rosemary got hit with a collab, and the entire Valkyrie broke that up at the last second. When Rose was back on her feet, she hit the DDT. One, two, three. We got new champions. So that's two matches, two title switches, and I'll level you with you again. That was going to happen throughout the evening. This was good. Clearly, Impact then thought we needed something different because it was Moose versus Sammy Callahan. In that old monster's ball match. And this always makes me laugh because, of course, the rules are 24 hours beforehand, neither competitor are allowed to drink, they're not allowed to eat, and they have to be locked in a dark room for 24 hours. So that when they get to the ring, they're just like, oh man, I want to kick somebody's ass. Now, if I was in a monster's ball match and you did that to me, I wouldn't turn up. They'd be like, where's Simon? He said, well, he's really tired and hungry, so he's going to go to bed. However, because it means the fallout here should be carnage, that's what we did. And these two guys barely got their entrances done before they were jumping each other. And then there was a cookie sheet and a trash can. They both thumped the other one. And then there was blood. I should have timed this and back to my watch again, but it just happened so damn fast. Moose then ate a hot dog from a fan, which again made sense because he was hungry, but I swear he took the last half of it and threw it into the crowd. So that made me laugh when he decided he was going to, one, throw Sammy Callahan through a table, and two, try and break his ankle. It's 
nice normal behavior. This didn't work because when he went for a spear, he ended up in a trash can instead. So Callahan got a chair and started to slam the thing. And do not forget, if nothing else, that's going to ruin your hearing. When he bailed from the ring and from underneath it, he got a barbed wire door. I sat there going, why was it even there? And who needs a door that has barbed wire on it? Obviously, Abyss then got a shout out on commentary because it does tie into the crazy stuff he used to do. And then we had such a good moment because Moose went to jump up to the top turnbuckle, but he slipped. And one of some people went, oh, what a botch. I love stuff like this because the man hadn't drunk or eaten for 24 hours. Of course he would be like this. Not that it mattered because then he went back there. Sammy was on his feet and he pushed Moose off the top turnbuckle to a table that was on the outside. And there's no two ways about it. That looked like it absolutely sucked. We then had thumbtacks. We have to do it all the time. And Moose gave Sally Callahan the sky-hard powerbomb into them. And if that wasn't bad enough, he then picked up his legs and he dragged him through the pins. So that's what I was doing. I was watching going, because <laughs> if I hadn't have done that, I would have cried. Moose then got thrown through the barbed wire door because that was always going to happen as they just found more and more weapons to smash each other in the head. But this is why it made me giggle once more. Because you know what Moose did at one point? Just slammed Sammy Callahan right in the balls. You know what Sammy Callahan did a few seconds later? He slammed Moose right in the balls. Because it doesn't matter what kind of piece of equipment you have, nothing is worse than being hit in the dick. There was then just a barrage of Moose artists, including the Cactus Driver, and Moose kicked out at one. That was kind of like a reminder. Do not forget that Moose is awesome. Because he then got hit by another about 72,000 maneuvers. Another Cactus Driver. One, two, three... You've got to put your hands together for these two guys. They went out there and they actually tried to kill themselves. Keeping it up. We weren't mucking around either because, yeah, we then had another title change. The Good Brothers versus the Briscoes for the tag team titles. But this was kind of a surprise because the Briscoes haven't held them for that long. And as ever, this was just a massive brawl. I mean, basically, all four got to the ring. Ha! The tag klaxon went off and they went to the outside and just started to punch each other in the face. Then Mark decided he was going to use a chair, and I was like, oh my gosh, we don't need a chair after what we've just seen. But instead, he used it as a platform, he ran at it, he vaulted over the top rope, and he took everybody else out. Carl Anderson also got slammed on the entranceway during all of this, which is probably why later, when he was in the ring, Luke Gallo started to cast distraction, and that allowed the Good Brothers to get back into it, especially because when the referee wasn't looking, they used the damn chair. It really didn't serve much of anything, though, because this was your proper wrestling tennis back and forth match and reminded you that they're such good tag teams. Like, at one point, the Good Brothers were going for the Magic Killer, but the Briscoes stopped that, so the Briscoes went for the Doomsday Device, but the Good Brothers stopped that. Some of that may not have made any sense, but the point is they went for their finishers, but they weren't able to do it because they're a good team. Because it was all coming together, Anderson then slammed Jay with that cutter, which is when we did get a proper magic killer. Gallows made sure Mark wasn't able to get in there. One, two, three, and yeah, brand new champions. And I thought to myself, well, I didn't see that one coming. I wonder what it means the future holds. Like I say, all you wanted from this was just like aggressive fighting. That's what you got. There was also some really nice fallout to this because when they were looking at each other, America's Most Wanted music's played. Out came Chris Harris, out came James Storm. They had some beers. They shaved around and everybody danced. Look, the whole point of this, it was just two and a half hours of fan service. So once again, that's thumbs all right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. I then had this heartwarming video focusing on everything that Mike Tanea Don West had done back in the day. I believe that Don West is going through some health issues right now, so positive thoughts to that guy. When we cut to the ring, and there was Christy Henry. I tell you, who wasn't on this show? She also introduced Scott Dimore and the Impact Originals, and Scott came out wearing his Team Canada gear. So I tell you, one day it's going to come out that this show was booked by Reddit. It also meant it was time for the Originals versus Honor No More, which meant you had the Motor City Machine Guns, Nick Aldis, Frankie Kazarian, and a mystery man taking on Eddie Edwards, PCO, Mike Bennett, Matt Taven, and Vincent. But we shall start with the surprise. Because before we did anything, out came Dixie Carter. And actually, fair play to her, because without her, TNA definitely wouldn't still be here in 2022. And she went, I have the best man for the job. And it was Davey Richards. Given this was a 10-man tag, though, once again, ha, we just hit the tag klaxon straight away. And I do not know how I'm going to recount this one for you. Because we did get some one-on-one action here and there, but there was tags, there was brawls, there was fighting, there was up, there was down. It was just all over the place, but quite clearly everybody had said, look, this has to be the most fun, over-the-top thing on the show. By Jove, I think they did it. And of course, the main thing you wanted to see when we found out Davey Richards was here was Richards versus Eddie Edwards, and we kept teasing this the whole time. I mean, the first time Eddie tagged in, they went, ha ha, no, I don't think so, and he left again. Alex Shelley was the guy that got beaten up for a while, although he got out of it when PCO went to do a dive off the top, missed, and went into the ring apron. And that gave Nick Aldis and Frankie Kazarian their few minutes. But you don't even need to worry about that because, again, we were about to ram it up to 11. Because after we had seen all the moves once again and we cleared the ring, we did get Eddie Edwards versus Debbie Richards. And Richards was not playing around at all. Because not only did he get Eddie in an ankle lock, when Matt Taven got in there to try and do the same, he also got him in an ankle lock. Alex Shelley then must have felt jealous because he got the Motor City stretch onto Mike Bennett. And this was the moment I was making notes that I just took some fire and I just exploded my computer because I was like, this is pointless. I then regretted breaking my laptop device, 
the denier freaking out a bit. Saban then had it won after the cradle shot, but Maria Kanellis got on the ring apron to stop that, and then Tracy Brooks returned. She jumped over the guardrail to stop Maria, but then PCO was going to beat out of her, so then thankfully the good guys are back in the ring. I mean, this was mostly Kazarian who hit this flux capacitor onto PCO, and I honestly thought he had killed him. And just as he was about to win, Kenny King was back, and he pulled out the referee. Could not stop laughing. Philo Brown then strolled to the ring because what we needed in this match was more people. And he took out King with the sky high and a frog splash. And then there was more shenanigans because El Hebner, who'd been watching this, got in the ring. Scott DeMore on commentary was like, oh, I've reinstated him. He revealed that he was now the referee. PCO got hit by everybody's finishers. Eventually, Impact Originals did get the victory. And that's what I was like afterwards. I was like, ooh, it's just the most insane match I have seen in ages, but I tell you, it's like a roller coaster. I had a very good time. <laughs> Get it up. And then we had the first ever women's Queen of the Mountain match. So you cannot say that Impact wasn't going big here. It was for the Knockouts World title as well, and we had Jordan Grace, and we had Mia Yim, we had Yona Pratt, so we had Chelsea Green, and we had Tasha Steeles. And if you don't know the rules, just bear with me one second. Because it is a ladder match of sorts, but you have to pin someone in order to be eligible to climb the ladder and try and hang the title up as opposed to trying to drag it down. But also the person that does get pinned or submitted has to go into a penalty box for two minutes. Now, we'll talk about this in around about eight seconds. But yes, it's a tad confusing, even though when you watch it, it's not confusing at all. Strange. To sum it up though, we do have to give it another round of applause because I think everybody in this knew they had to make it a big deal because it's never been done before and they just pulled out every single stop they possibly could, including these crazy dives at the start of the thing, which actually ended with Tasha Steels being pinned. She's the flipping champion. Now yes, there was some fluffles here when it came to the three count because the referee went to do three and then he didn't do the three. And this happened later on when he did do a three that wasn't meant to be a three, but come on now, we're all humans. The point here, the story, was that Tasha, who was wearing the gold, now had to go into the penalty box. And thankfully, Mickey James was a special guest enforcer here. Because <laughs> Dills was like, I ain't going in there. So Mick pushed her in. Savannah Evans, who came out with Tasha, also got locked in there. And the reason why that's important is because when their time was up, both just came out. <laughs> And started wrecking fools. I was like, only in wrestling. <laughs> only in wrestling. I know there's no DQ here, but this should not be allowed. And thankfully, James was out and she was like, Savannah, you being an absolute moron, get to the back. Mia Yim also pinned green during all of this. And of course, once again, Chelsea didn't want to get in the box. And she took out Mickey James. And once again, you've got to store that because it's going to tie in later. Prezzo also tapped out Steels, who was having a terrible night. So she too had to go back into the box like structure. This is when we started using the ladder and people's backs were going into it and people's faces were going into it and people's shoulders were going into it. Sometimes I like to take a step back and remember what's going on here and you damn right it's disgusting. Mia Yim also hit Jordine Grace with the package pile driver onto the floor so that means Mia Yim was now eligible and Grace had to go into the box and it was around about this time when Mickey James was back to her feet so of course she got in the ring she beat the crap out of Chelsea Green because of course you would. The craziest spot is when Parazzo and Chelsea were knocked off the top of the ladder through some tables. And while we have seen that before, you need to go and watch this one because the noise sounded like they've been involved in a car wreck. And during this too, Yim got pinned by both Grace and Steels, which meant they were now eligible. So they started to climb the ladder. Jordine cut Tasha off and all of a sudden realized, wait, there's nobody around me. She got the belt. She hooked it up. She is now your new champion. And this is actually quite a long time in the making. I thought it was a good choice. So all of this was a very well put together match and everybody busted their ass. So it does get an up 
However, the rules are too much for me. I know you're saying, well, Simon, you understood it, and I did understand it, but in the history of recounting ups and downs, I don't think we've ever done a King Queen of the Mountain match before. It's like the hardest I've ever had to sit there and go, wait, so I've got to talk about this, and I've got to talk about that. And it does work when you're watching it, but I think the best things in wrestling is when someone comes in and goes, explain this to me, and they know nothing about sports entertainment, and you can do it in one sentence. I just... Could just make a little bit of tweak here. That's all I'm saying, to the point, giving it a down. We had one final nostalgia run because we saw Goldilocks, who was the original backstage reporter in the back, talking to Gail Kim, who said, thanks Impact Wrestling for always supporting the women, which they had done when it was time for our main event for the world title, Josh Alexander versus Eric Young. Now I will say this suffered a little bit because I don't think anybody in their right mind believed that Eric Young was going to win here. But Impact did every single little thing they possibly could do to try and plant that seed of doubt, especially because, of course, who was in Young's corner? Violent by design. Josh was also wearing gear inspired by Samoa Joe stars and AJ stars, so I thought that was a nice touch. And in the early going, this was a proper, well, you can't outdo me because I'm going to outdo you match. That wasn't the stipulation. I know it's Impact, so you're worried that it was... That's just me talking gibberish. Alexander made the first mistake though when he went for a moonsault and missed. This is when Eric put on his angry face and got all aggressive and started to go to work. While on the outside, Cody Dina was setting up a table. Now this did make my eyebrow go up because it's like, man, we've already seen so much carnage of this show. Do we actually need more? But I suppose we did need some kind of spot to take out Eric Young's group. That's exactly what we were aiming for. It actually looked like Josh was going to use this as well, but Eric Young stopped him, and then started freaking out and destroying the ring because he wasn't getting an advantage. And then both of these guys started to do wink-wink, nudge-nudge moves and pay homage to everybody who was anything in Impact Wrestling versus TNA. I tell you this, I like small things. If you don't know, it doesn't matter. But if you do, you feel like you're part of the club. Alexander eventually applied the ankle lock as well, so he thought, oh my gosh, we are done. And then, just as Eric Young was tapping out, Dina took some powder and he threw it into the referee's eyes. Now, of course, this meant he wasn't able to see the tap out. But come on now, that's just silly. Now, it didn't work because all of a sudden you started to say, oh my gosh, Josh Alexander is not going to win here because Eric's going to strew him. But as we already know, that didn't happen. And instead, Alex just got really, really upset. And he did an Olympic slam from the apron through the table to the outside with Joe Doring on his shoulders. Now, I don't know whether you've seen Joey, but he ain't a small man. He was also able to hit Dina with a flag, because why wouldn't that happen? But this meant he took his eyes off the prize. So Eric Young had a guitar, and he smashed it over Josh's head, to the point even when he pinned him, the ref would have gone, I can see guitar on you. I can see guitar. Can somebody please tell me what's happened here? Although, thankfully, it didn't matter. Alexander kicked down at two. Young went back to destroying the ring after this because he could not believe his grand plan had failed. But this was his ultimate undoing. <laughs> Alexander hit that pile driver thing onto the exposed wooden boards, which Eric had revealed. It looked absolutely devastating, which definitely worked. One, two, three. He's still the champ. So I thought that was a really good main event, so we are going to give it an up. And seriously, everybody on this show realized that maybe more eyeballs would be on it, but also that they had to go out there and do TNA Impact proud. And they absolutely did. Like, it wasn't a perfect set of fights, but you couldn't fault it. I mean, you can do it if you want to be a negative Nancy, but I like to be a positive Pete. What a tremendous surprise. Up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.